that I paid five dollars, five American dollars for that song on Audio Jungle like 18 months ago. So you can't just like sing over it. I was feeling moved by the Holy Spirit <laughs> of the family home evening with Bad Mormons. Welcome to the That's podcast. That's what you're listening to. Woo! In case it's your first time listening. I'm sorry. Jesus fucking <laughs> Christ. Are you in for a fun 47 minutes. <laughs> and Jesus and I love you. Oh, Lord. Um, Charlotte and I grew up Mormonish, and we failed at continuing to be Mormonish. And now we make just a ton of bad decisions. And we're not going to stop. <laughs> not for you, not for anybody. <laughs> but we have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, so much fun, in fact, that we thought that we should create a podcast and tell you guys all about our entire life history. Right, because I know I can't get enough of my own stories, <laughs> so you should probably listen to it too. And should I ever die, you'll, you know, everybody can remember me for eternity. <laughs> we can just cry ourselves to sleep every night listening to your voice. <laughs> listening to my beautiful, beautiful voice. Did I ever tell you about what I wanted to do for my funeral? Uh, only about a hundred times, but you, I don't think you've ever told the internet. Okay. So every time I go to a funeral, I just think to you, other than the utter sadness of the person that I'm attending, I think about what it would be like at my funeral and that I should probably start planning it now because one, God knows how long I'll be on this earth for. <laughs> I need cardboard cutouts of me in every corner mm -hmm. so that you can take selfies with them. I'm going to need to record a bunch of audio <laughs> Of me telling you how much you're going to miss me. <laughs> and I feel like there should be karaoke at my funeral. But you'll get to sing like every third song to my... No, so I get to sing three songs and you get to sing a song. You'll have pre-recorded karaoke. Yeah, yeah I'll pre-recorded it. And then like... But like when people start to get up to leave because like fucking Charlotte is insane. Then someone will lock the doors so you can't go. Is and that then, when the fireworks go off or do they go off after? Or before. Good call. When should the fireworks go? Because there were fireworks. I almost forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me. Hey, shout out um, to our patrons. <laughs> you'll get VIP tickets to my funeral. Yeah, we didn't actually specify that in the Patreon outline, but just by joining the cult, you are now officially invited, actually sort of required, right. to come to Charlotte's funeral. 100%. You can pass on Mandy's, but mine you got to come to. Thanks for listening to our show, guys. Hey, thank you. Uh, cheers. 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 What are you drinking? We are drinking our good old standby Trader Joe's. I feel like this a means couple, we're poor. A couple <laughs> of epi well, uh, that's true. <laughs> a couple of episodes ago, I think we talked about how we spent a hundred dollars at Trader Joe's on wine. Which, if you don't know Trader Joe's, it buys a lot of wine. A lot of wine. Yeah. Uh, but so we're just continuing to drink and that. It's good. And we really do need to make a Costco run. So we'll get some more wine then. I mean, I have some nice bottles. I just don't we need don't to pull need them out every week. You know what I'm saying? That I'm not that rich. I'm not that rich. What Yet. I, what I need is some Predator. I think I bought them out of the Predator last time, but if there's any more Predator left at Costco, it's like, I want to say eight ninety nine a bottle. Buy all of them. It's real good. If you like good. smoky, earthy. Like, yeah, exactly. Which is my jam. Not a lot of tannins. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Real delicious. Um, hey, while we're cheersing, I also want to give a quick little shout out 
to uh, some of my internet friends <laughs> that run a company <laughs> called Exmo Candles. Oh, you were kind of telling me a little bit about this. Yeah, you can find them at exmocandles.com if you're interested. But they have some really funny shit. Uh, they So they basically do these handmade, hand-poured, you know, nice glass scented candles. So they're really like kind of high-end. Uh, and they're so fucking funny. Like the one that I have my eye on. They, and they have really funny names. Uh, the one that I have my eye on is called Mormon, and then in parentheses, a major victory for Satan, <laughs> which is so funny. I'm just, I'm not going to read them all, but there are really funny ones. Like, well, and that's because uh, the church recently said you're not allowed to call yourself a Mormon because it's a major victory for Satan. Yeah, yeah, they actually, the Church of Latter day Saints. Yeah, they actually say it in a really funny way on, oh, the, okay. on the description. <laughs> um, they say, uh, once the center of a major ad campaign, the word Mormon is now as taboo as letting your shoulders peek out in sacrament meeting. <laughs> Forget Gordon B. Hinckley's direction for the word Mormon as meaning more good. Forget Thomas S. Monson and the multi-million dollar I Am a Mormon campaign, which flooded social media and shone forth from Utah's billboards. And I would just like to add a personal note there, having seen the Book of Mormon musical several times, right. <laughs> almost 10. Nice. The Mormon Church bought out all of the ad space and those that. with that I'm a Mormon campaign. So oh, let's not forget that. Nice. Uh, sorry, going on with their funny description. Those prophets must really be on Elohim's naughty list if Russell M. Nelson's 2018 revelation is to be believed. After everything, it turns out that using the nickname Mormon is actually, quote, a major victory for Satan. Excellent. <laughs> but what exactly would a major victory for Satan smell like? And then this isn't bold in case you don't want to read all the fluff. <laughs> Bourbon pouring into a charred oak barrel to age. Hints of the flames that had rolled over the planks lingering as the bourbon matures. And then they do a funny little, like, bourbon in barrels and flames charring wood planks. Campaigns like, I'm a Mormon, but not really give thanks. Tobacco leaves all spice leather G-strings. These are a few of Satan's favorite things. <laughs> Something like that. I might have to cut that whole thing because I wasn't prepared to sing until uh, I saw the, notes, the music notes. Sorry, we're keeping it. But anyways, it's really funny. And some of their other scents, like I want you to go to the website and check them out because they're fucking hilarious. But some of their other scents that I recall off the top of my head were, I consecrate my time, talents, and money to the gay agenda. There's, <laughs> there's one called Porn Shoulders. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, I'm having a really fun time reading all their shit on their website. So, go nice. check them out. Xmocandles.com. E-X-M-O-Candles.com. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I actually want to do one more shout-out. I for almost forgot. Our friend, your friend and mine, Dana. Oh, yeah. Dana Joe. She gave us a giant grocery, paper grocery bag full to the brim of right. passion fruit, lily koi. And I just juiced all those motherfuckers today using a, I have this juicer. It's like a masticating juicer. Masturbating juicer? Nice. <laughs> no, masticating. It's like, it doesn't use the centrif centrifugal force. Mm -hmm. It doesn't use mm -hmm. the fast spinny thing. Mm -hmm. It uses the grindy masticating Sounds thing. Sounds sexy. It's really sexy. It was really <laughs> sexy this afternoon when instead of having to smash all of those lily koi's by hand through a strainer, I just put them in the juicer. Anyways, we have enough lily koi juice to make cocktails for probably the next six months. Excellent. So shout out to Jane, Dana Joe. Thanks, Dana. Thank you. So I'm pretty sure there's something we all need to repent for. Problem is, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we did pretty good last week, except for all the 
angry tangents that we went on. Well, listen, <laughs> I'm not repenting for my hatred of Texas. I love Texas, yeah. actually. I fucking love Texas. And we have but, a lot of friends who live in Texas, and we have a lot of listeners in Texas. Good. Maybe they can help fight the fucking abortion bullshit. Like, it's just... I feel like we need to move to Texas so that we could be two more voters to fucking vote <laughs> against this bullshit. I will say this. Um, we have... We put up a new design on our merch store that's that basically really a funny, like, under-his-eye abortion meme sort of situation. And we've sold quite a few of those shirts, and I know for a fact they've all been from people who live in Texas. Aww, <laughs> you guys are rad. So uh, That was a really good design, Mandy. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I forgot to tell you uh, at the top, I don't know if you remember what episode this is, but this is our 66th episode. Oh. We've recorded 66 podcasts. That's insane. And I thought it might be a good idea to make this the honorary 666th episode and just put the six in parentheses. Fabulous. Because, let's be real, we're probably not going to record 666 episodes, maybe. Yeah, I don't, I mean, my liver, I don't think it handle that. I mean... <laughs> I don't have that many stories. Do we? That's six hundred bottles of wine. <laughs> we need to drink. I couldn't. I, I will be drinking six hundred more bottles of wine. Assuming but, we're not all at your karaoke funeral oh, before yeah. then. So if I'm dead, you're gonna have to keep going on without me. No problem. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> Solo show by Mandy. They can only be the family home evening with bad Mormon. I'll be like, hi, I'm Mandy. Hi, I'm Charlotte. And nobody will even know the difference because <laughs> we have the same fucking voice anyway. Fabulous. Except for mine's a little gruffer from age and whiskey and all the cigarettes I used to smoke. And my and mine's just naturally loud and voiced. I got nothing. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Hey, you know what I got? Nothing. Cool shit. <gasps> yeah, cool shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to read this in a lifelike and interesting manner, but I have to read it because there's so many funny little nuances to it that I cannot paraphrase it. But um, our friend Joey, who you've known since you were little kids. He was my boyfriend when I was 13 years old. Yeah. He dated for about two weeks and then he broke up with me on Valentine's Day. Yes, I know the Joey oh, of which you speak. I forgot about the, I forgot about the heartbreak. <laughs> So our very good friend Joey posted this thing that just fucking cracked me up. It kind of looks like a 50s ad campaign. So sort of like, you know, try butter, or try margarine and that right. sort of, you know, space age Marlboro. aesthetic that you like. What's, what do you call that? Um, uh, mid-century Mid-century modern. modern. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. Space, I'm like space age atomic. Space, 50s. Yeah, no, I got you. Mid-century. But it's like, so it's a picture of a man, you know, very clean right. cut man in a tie, right. in a suit. It's all black and white. His name is clearly Joe. Yeah. <laughs> and the caption is, how can I prevent abortion? And I was like, this is really relevant. You know what? How can we prevent abortion? Since so many people are so up in arms and against it, what can we do to prevent it? Well, luckily our friend Joey has posted the answer <laughs> and I'm going to read it to you. <laughs> Oh, his name's Biff. Sorry. Mm. Biff is an all-American man who cares very much about babies. He's been wondering, as a man, how can I prevent abortion? Good news, Biff. Men can prevent 100% of abortions. You read that right. Every single unwanted pregnancy is caused by a man. (laughs) (laughs) See, Biff? Babies are made when a penis ejaculates sperm into a vagina, and the sperm travels past the cervix and fertilizes the egg, and that microscopic formation will one day be a baby. 
that you can deprive of nutritious food, a clean environment, and well-funded education, healthcare, and living wage. But that's only if the vagina owner doesn't kill it first, for selfish reasons such as not wanting to die, or not wanting to be reminded of you every day for the rest of her life. (laughs) (laughs) And then the second page is, uh, it's like an instruction manual. It goes, how it works. Step one, don't ejaculate into a vagina. That's right. If you don't want to impregnate someone and leave it up to them whether they'll carry the baby to term or get an abortion, just keep your penis out of there. (laughs) Facts. And then there's a bunch of bullet points. Your penis can ejaculate in lots of places, but you know that already. (laughs) A woman does not need your penis in her vagina or anywhere in order to be sexually gratified. We can attest that's true. (laughs) A woman can have orgasms every day, but never run the risk of pregnancy until you decide to irresponsibly orgasm. You can find pleasure with your lady friend in lots of ways that don't involve you launching sperm into her (laughs) vagina. (laughs) Then the next section is places you can ejaculate without fertilizing an egg. Mouths with an asterisk. Hands. Your own or a friend's with an asterisk. Butts with an asterisk. (laughs) Artificial vaginas. Boobs with an asterisk and jello with two asterisks. Jello? <laughs> the asterisks are requires consent, and the double asterisk says may require consent depending on who owns the jello. <laughs> Question What about a real vagina? No, Biff. That's literally the only place you cannot ejaculate if you want to prevent abortions. And then it's in bold. Again, do not ejaculate into a vagina if you are opposed to abortion. Question, what if I already ejaculated into a vagina? Sorry, now it's up to the person whose vagina you ejaculated into to decide whether or not to value her own life or priorities over gestating your seed. Next time, control your boner if you want to prevent abortion. Nice. I like that. I, I like love that a it. Lot. That's, that's good. <laughs> I fucking love I saw, it. I saw that posted and I started to read it, but I immediately like lost not interest but i was like oh squirrel too you many know, words there's too many words and i had to like zoom in to read it and i'm like oh i'll read it later and then of course i never would but thank you for reading it because that was lovely and Isn't so worth the time <laughs> i just love that so much it's funnier if you can see the right the whole presentation well if you head over to our facebook page we will be posting it there for you to read True. and see and feel <laughs> your keyboard I got and nothing. ejaculate onto if yeah. you so desire your keyboard don't care what you do with it <laughs> good times consent of the owner of the keyboard <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was great. And uh, there was one other thing, actually, since we had talked so much, pretty much our entire episode last week was about this Texas abortion law. There was another thing that I I found on the internet throughout the course of the week that I thought was pretty fucking great, and I wish that I would have been able to articulate it when we were talking about it. I just want to read this so that I can make sure that we get the point across, because I totally agree with it a thousand percent. Take a drink, a thousand percent. Yeah, take a drink, a thousand percent. <laughs> but it was basically like, so it's, you know, it's a copy and paste thing. Some guy was like, oh, it's I'm a guy. I was talking to my son about it. My son's a doctor. And this was his response to the whole, basically, argument of pro-choice or pro-life. Or uh, pro-choice, really. Uh, but anyways, what he says, reasonable people can disagree about when a zygote becomes a human life. And that's in quotations. That's a philosophical question, right? Um, regardless of what you believe or what, you know, point the fetus becomes an actual human life, no one's ever going to come to a 
consensus on that, right? right? No one's ever going to always fucking agree on that. So, but it doesn't matter what you believe because it, no matter what, that doesn't obligate a mother to sacrifice her body autonomy for another, whether that child is innocent or not. And then he goes on to talk about basically the way that the law came about, the Roe versus Wade, and there's some other laws that he like. Right, I think uh, there's three different cases, right? right? Yeah, and he kind of references those uh, if you want like actual facts instead of me just paraphrasing it. But he says, he he talks about this scenario, which I'm going to lay out for you. He says, consider a scenario where you are a perfect bone marrow match for a child with severe aplastic anemia. There's no other person on earth that could possibly have a close enough match to save that child's life. You're the only person. So basically like that child's life is in your hands. The law can't force you to give your bone marrow if you don't want to do it, right? Right. If you decide you don't want to donate your bone marrow to save that child for whatever reason, the state cannot demand the use of any part of your body for something to which you do not consent. It doesn't matter if the procedure required to complete the donation is trivial or if the rationale for re- refusing is flimsy and arbitrary. So like if you don't really have a good excuse why you don't want to do it. You just don't want to do it. They can't force you to consent to using your body for, in that to way. To save another body. Right. Even if that's the this procedure is the only hope that the child has to survive. If the child is a genius or a saint or a king or, you know, the son of a prophet. Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it doesn't matter. The decision to donate must be voluntary to be constitutional. And that's the basis of the whole law. Right. So. The rights even extended to a person's body after they die, right? That's if you're an organ donor. Nobody can harvest your organs without your consent unless you've consented while you're alive. And that's why that is. Organs can't be harvested after you're dead, even if they're completely useless because you're dead. Right. (laughs) Because you're deceased. And they might save a hundred lives. The law is they can't take them unless you've consented to it. And that's the law. So if you relate that to basically the use of a woman's uterus to save a life, that's no different than using her bone marrow to save a life. It has to be offered voluntarily. That makes total fucking sense. You can have a belief that providing one's uterus to save the child is morally just, but it turns out... You can't do that. You can't. Yeah, you can say like, oh, it's morally just and refusing is morally wrong, and that might be your morals, but like the thing is, is people have different sets of morals, they have different sets of beliefs, and that's why the law's in place, because we're not all the same in that regard and legally it's got to be the woman's choice to use her body to carry out the pregnancy if she wants to she may choose to carry the baby to term she may choose not to either decision could be made for all the right reasons all the wrong reasons and whoever's eyes is deciding what's right and what's wrong but it must be her choice and protecting the right of body autonomy means the law is on her side supporting that precedence is what being pro-choice means right so it's not, we're not talking about morals, we're not talking about beliefs, we're not talking about any of that shit. Right, right, right. We're talking about the law. Right. And what we were kind of trying to talk about last week, and I feel like maybe I didn't really make the point, is the reason that this Texas law is being upheld by the Supreme Court, or not upheld, but basically not challenged right. by the Supreme Court, is because the way that the law is worded intentionally by Texas, it's technically not prosecuting the women for having an abortion. It's not, the law isn't prosecuting anybody. The law is rewarding private citizens right. by creating a lawsuit. Right. The crock of shit. Right? So that's how it's, that's, that's how, basically, essentially, that's how it's working. 
So that whole premise right there is total horseshit. Like again, what they call them, like bounty hunting. Like it's just. Oh, wow. I mean, could you imagine realistically? It's not gonna. It's not gonna hold up. No, it can't. it's not going to. It won't. And I feel pretty confident about that. But and I don't think they probably ever intended that it would. Right. It's probably just a political stunt. Because you know what the fuck else do they have to do except for make noise and distract from real things that need attention? Right. <laughs> but fifty nine percent of of Americans believe that it's the woman's right to choose. So I mean, it's a stupid cause to fight for when you could lose the vote. Like, because we were saying this, I think last week was that you know you're going to lose Republicans because they always felt safe voting Republican because they didn't have to worry about this this topic come you know being challenged because. The Supreme Court would uphold it. And it's been upheld for 50 years. Right. So it's just, yeah, it's just kind of crazy that yeah. they would, that the, this is going to be the thing that you're going to really fight for when you don't have the numbers on your side. Right. And how, what's crazy is how much money is this going to cost? Because it's like, think about how much money it costs to file a civil suit for anything. It's at least 500 just to file, not to mention the attorneys. Right. Like, it's a good time to be a lawyer in Texas right now, right. you know? Well, that's a, I wonder, it's like, all well, is that how some of these politicians make all their money? Could be. Right? It's just like, oh, here, let's do this, and I'm going to somehow on the back end make some money off of it. I don't know how. I'm not privy to the way of that, but... It's generally 99% of the decisions that are made in those making laws and governing people is, is how much money they're going to make exactly. off of it exactly yeah i i don't i'm not trans it's not transparent enough for us to outright see but it's i'm sure it's there i'm positive it's there well, i mean law lobbying alone like i know i'm supposed to figure out from mel what the whole lobbying thing was i'm gonna get on that um what? but oh it, it was my homework one week it's like get a hold of mel find out what the fuck lobbying is all about and i didn't i'll write it in the notes for you could so you can repent well, I'm going to have to keep repenting every week. <laughs> well, or you could do your fucking homework, Charlotte. Listen, stop Mel, letting everybody down. Mel is a busy dude, and I will invite him to happy hour sooner or later. Or maybe I'll just figure out what lobbying is. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't want to talk too much about this because we did a whole episode already about it, but I thought that was pretty relevant, and I, I feel like I... No, I feel like you eloquently laid the groundwork of why this is bullshit. <laughs> I mean, we all know that it's bullshit. Any, let's get real. Anybody listening to this knows that it's fucking bullshit. But, um... Yeah, to summarize, you're, you're not really fighting about morals or beliefs. Right. You're fighting about the legality of using a person's body against their will for something else. Right. And, again, 100% of abortions are preventable. Ask Biff. Ask Biff. <laughs> Don't ejaculate inside my vagina. Vagina. <laughs> Oh fuck! Have you uh, have you found anything cool on Twitter lately? You know, <laughs> every time I go on Twitter, there's just so much I get angry about, and then I just go to see what's happening at GameStop, <laughs> which no one cares about but me. Uh, did you see Patton Oswalt retweeted? I did read that. <laughs> the <laughs> only because FHE Bad Mormons had retweeted it, mm. and I was like, "What is this that?" I totally retweeted because I'm in charge of the social media. Um. <laughs> no, it was so funny. It was basically Patton Oswalt, who's a hilarious comedian that we love, uh, and he's got some great social media. He retweeted a tweet by this guy who is at S-T-E-I-N-K-O-B-B-E, Wild Geerters. 
Anyways, <laughs> anyways, he posted a screenshot of a tweet made by this guy named Todd Starnes. And Todd Starnes is a like right wing radio host, author, columnist guy. He was actually um, had a syndicated column on Fox News Radio. I had to Google this because I would never fucking yeah, I was know like, that I never shit. Heard that dude before. <laughs> I would never know that shit. Um, and I also learned in my research that he was fired for uh, endorsing the idea that all Democrats worship a pagan god called Moloch. But anyways, uh, I don't want to get too far off topic. Moloch. <laughs> Can I get a tattoo of that somewhere <laughs> on my body? Because I'm just my. <laughs> Uh, anyways, this guy, Todd Starnes, posted a tweet that says, Biden says even Fox News has a mandatory vaccine policy. Is that true? Question mark. That can't be true. Have Hannity and Tucker and the others gotten the vaccine? Question mark. That just can't be true. <laughs> right? And this guy, uh, this guy's response to that was, I love seeing in real time the lower level conservative cranks learning that the national TV level guys they follow and adore have been lying to them. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes. Watch it fucking crumble. Uh, so that was my favorite tweet of the week uh, Did so you see far. what his response was? Patton Oswalt? No, the guy that posted no, he, it. No, he didn't actually, like, respond to his tweet. He just tweeted a screenshot of his tweet. No, so I, because I dug into it after reading it, so I wanted to read other people's responses, so I started clicking the names. And he tried turning around saying, like, I was being sarcastic, you guys. <laughs> and then that's when everybody jumped on him and said, okay, because that's all you conservatives can do when you've been ca caught out being an idiot is, I was joking or, you know, like, I forgot what the other thing was, but it was like, it's what Trump does when he gets caught in a lie. Like, oh, I was being sarcastic. It's like, no, you're an idiot. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, I did a little bit of digging on that because I was at work kind of bored. And I was just like, oh, let's see what other people have to say about it. And then, yeah, he full on responded like, oh, I was being sarcastic. You stupid liberals can't figure that out kind of a thing. It was like, oh, oh, were you being sarcastic? Okay. Hold on. Let's ask Moloch if you yeah. were being sarcastic. <laughs> Praise Moloch. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a great one. I kind of actually looked into it because I was like, I, I do remember hearing about that in the summer, like, Fox does have a vaccine mandate. It's either I'm sure they do. It's either prove you have a vaccine or prove you don't have COVID. Kind of like everywhere else. But right. that was back. In, I looked at it and I was like, that's back in June, a long time ago. They're just now fucking figuring this shit out because they're not very bright. Yeah, that was tweeted on. That guy tweeted it on September 9th. So yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we recorded this on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Happy happy family home evening with your family. Family home evening can only be done on Monday. It's a fact, because that is the day where you have family home evening. For those who are not raised Mormon, Mondays are family home evening. <laughs> that is why we are aired on a Monday. Uh, you know what's interesting about this, too, is uh, I didn't realize that Biden had put forth a mandate. Any company with more than 100 employees... Or have to get vaccinated. Oh, I love that. I didn't know that either. I do too. And my immediate reaction was like, is that good? I mean, it's obviously good because we need everybody to get vaccinated right. to, so we can fucking knock the shit out. But my first response was like, is that taking away people's freedoms? And then I was like, God, they're getting inside my head. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, listen, if you don't at least play devil's advocate on everything, you're doing yourself a disservice. And I feel like everybody needs to do that. And it's called empathy. And you know, it's a, it's a smart thing to do and be like, well, let me see. How would I feel if I was a person? Okay. 
No, but you think it through, and it's what you need to do. Yeah. I mean, just seriously, just take it the goddamn shot. Well, and then it just takes a second to realize, like, we all had our vaccines as kids, so we could go to school. Right. Like, this is nothing new. If the, the reason that it's become political is just absolutely unfathomable. Well, There's listen, no reason. We live in Orange County, California. These bitches are putting cocaine up their nose every weekend, Botox in their fucking face, but I can't get a vaccine because I don't know what's in it. That's very true. Or, you know, have 17 tattoos. That's not FDA approved. We don't know what's in that shit either, but hey, yet listen, here we are. Don't. Don't knock my tattoos. I have okay? no problem with it. You're also vaccinated. Now, if you try telling me, Charlotte, I'm not going to get vaccinated because I don't know what's in it. Um, uh, what I would say is I'm vaccinated as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I will get the booster when I have to get it. But like, for instance, today at work, I not only have had COVID, I have both of my vaccine shots and I test myself weekly. Bi-weekly. It just depends on how I feel. I mean, if I've gotten off a plane, I wear the I wear my mask at work until I have a negative test. But, you know, I had a new client in today, and she asked, she she's like, is it is it okay that I ask your vaccination status? I'm like, absolutely. I'm totally vaccinated, and so is everybody in the salon. And she's like, okay, great. And then she's like, oh, when she got, came in, I was like, I wasn't wearing my mask, and she was like kind of putting hers on but wasn't quite sure. And I was like, I'm leaving it up to the people who are vaccinated whether they want to wear the mask or not. If you if it makes you feel more comfortable for me to wear a mask, I would be more than happy to do one. Just know that I am vaccinated and I also tested negative in the last week. And she's just like, oh, yeah, it, I still would feel more comfortable. I was like, no problem. And she told me that she actually had an appointment somewhere else. Her daughter was wanting pink hair. We all know mm -hmm. that's what I do best. Her specialty. Um, and so she, the day before her appointment, she said, hey, I'm so sorry. I completely forgot to ask, are you vaccinated? And the lady came back with, no, I'm not, and I never will be. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't feel comfortable come, like having my daughter be at such a long appointment. I mean, it's a three-hour appointment minimum. Um, I'm really fast. I get it done in three hours. It used to take me six. Right. Um, but so she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I don't feel comfortable with that. She's like, it's no problem. But, I, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know exactly what their conversation was, but... Apparently the lady was being quite a bitch about it. She's like, well, at least let me buy the color off of you because I know that you went out to go buy it just for this. She's like, no, I can sell it to someone else. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, at the end of the day, I get it. If you were like, I don't want a vaccine and I hate masks or whatever, you're still in the business of customer service. And you could at least be like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. In my house, like, we just don't believe in this. Or what? You just don't need to be a cunt about it. Yeah. Like, so I was just shocked about that. I was like, oh, wow. I'm like, well, no. And that's why I'm pretty vocal about getting vaccinated, wearing a mask if it makes you feel more comfortable. And actually, I should probably do a whole post about it and being like, and, you know, when I, because I, I know I fly often that I'll wear a mask when I get off. And it's not to protect me from you. It's for me to protect you guys from me because I just got off a fucking airplane. Right. Until I can get a test that says that I'm negative because I know it's like a three day incubation period. So I'd have to wait if I was potentially exposed. I wait a week and then I test. Yeah. I just if everybody would fucking do that, it's called common courtesy. This shit would be gone by now. Right? I know. It, it's mind-boggling how it's just such a it's a political issue. You don't you wouldn't believe how many people's posts I go on and I'm, you know, <laughs> with the fucking microphone emoji like wearing a mask is not a political issue and that's all or getting a vaccination is not a political issue just over and over again. Just it's yeah, so dumb. stupid. Yeah, anyway. I don't get it. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> COVID. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think we should probably take a break. Yeah. 
hear a word from our sponsors? Take a shot of whiskey? Sure. We'll be right back. Hey there again, girlfriends. Hopefully you've had the opportunity to check out our feminine hygiene line, Temple Twat. Our goal is to help keep your whole holy. I'm here to share with you our brand new product, Disappointment Diaper. Heavenly Father and I know that each time you give your husband the red rain check, that's a missed month of creating a new soul for your sect, the potential for a new prophet, a future bride for Uncle Hollis. Disappointment Diaper is like an adult diaper, only about four times the size. Worn under your garments, Disappointment Diaper is meant to puff out, letting all of your sister wives and fellow community members know that you failed at furthering the family this month. At the end of the week, when you're done simmering that spicy red clam sauce, chef Disappointment Diaper in the wash. Hopefully you won't need it next month, but it's there just in case. So wash out those hip lips and give the mister another swing at the squish mitten. Disappointment Diaper from Temple Twat, helping to keep that hole holy. Family Home Evening with Bad Mormons listeners get 10% off your first purchase of Disappointment Diaper with the promo code Death Valley. That's 10% off your first purchase of Disappointment Diaper with the promo code Death Valley at checkout. And we're back. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. Hey, how about that thunderstorm last night? Oh, Holy bejeebus. <laughs> that was crazy. That shit was nuts. Okay, first, Craig was driving home, and he's like, did you, do you see the thun- or the lightning? I'm like, no, I'm in the house. But, like, I could hear thunder, like, in the, the background or whatever. I'm like, oh, wow, okay. And then I swear to God, out of fucking nowhere, it just starts dumping rain. It was like tropical rain. It was like tropical rain. Like, it was like, are we in Florida? Are we in Hawaii right now? What is happening? Um, and we have a flat roof, so that shit just like, boom. Uh, it was crazy. And then it just stopped out of nowhere. And that's when the thunder really started. <laughs> well, it's funny because I went to bed. And I was like, I had to work so early in the morning. I went to bed and I was like tossing and turning, almost falling asleep. And then I would start. It's like that weird place between sleep and wake. Right. And I was like, I kept hearing the thunder, but I thought it was Craig <laughs> outside moving the garbage cans around. And I was like, oh, he's bringing the garbage out. Oh, he's bringing the garbage out. And after like five or six times that, I was like, is he moving the garbage cans? And then I'd fall back asleep and I'd be like, what? Where could he possibly be doing with those <laughs> Where is he going cans? with those garbage cans? What is happening? And then I, my eyes opened finally and I saw a little flash of light and I was like, oh, oh. And then I woke up. <laughs> and then I couldn't go back to sleep because so I'm like, ooh, storm. And I opened all the curtains right? and the doors and I was like, and it was going off. It, yeah, was, it was like pretty good. And it ended up dumping rain again probably about maybe a couple hours later. And so someone in Mission Viejo had shared that they're like, a palm tree just got hit by lightning and it exploded. And it was on fire. And it was like, oh shit, that's crazy. Holy shit. Um, and then this morning I went through and there was a fire at our friend Steve's uh, mobile home park, right? Oh, I saw that. And I was like, and I saw a, a GoFundMe and I thought that it was for that because it was a house that was some pretty much pretty well burnt and i was like oh shit i should look into like donating to that because they lost like i don't think they had their wallet everything was inside um and i look and i was like wait no that's like a house house okay so it says here um that her nephew and his family you know three young kids wife have experienced extensive extensive damage to their home the fire was sparked by lightning strike late last night it was a freak accident, and they're lucky they all got out unharmed but if you could donate some money and i'm like holy shit 
So there's a house that's burnt up. I mean, it's, Holy it's shit. well burnt up. But yeah, that's it's different from the house that had the palm tree. The palm tree was in Mission Viejo and it exploded from fucking strike a lightning. And then Aliso Viejo, there's a house that got that hit by lightning and it lit on fire. That's so crazy. I, I actually got up. Uh, when I got up last night to tell you the funny story about Craig moving the garbage cans, I unplugged all my devices because I was like, I just, I can't, you know, my whole podcast is on this computer. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, I can't lose my computer. And then I was like, that's stupid. And I plugged everything back in except the computer. (laughs) Oh, smart, right? (laughs) Because I was like, so that's funny because, I mean, it was really like, I've not seen lightning that crazy here ever. We don't really get thunderstorms here. Like, we, we might get a little lightning here and there, but you don't really hear the thunder ever. Yeah. Um, which kind of reminds me of how the fuck thunder works. I only, <laughs> I am a 38-year-old woman, and I only just figured out how that shit works. Um, uh, yeah, so this, here's up. a funny story. Here, I'll let me jump in and tell this one. Well, I'll start. <laughs> this is a recent story. This is not a, a tragic youth story. This is a couple weeks ago. <laughs> like a month ago. You're we having a great It was 27 shower. days ago. <laughs> and it was the Perseid meteor shower. So it was August 12th. Mm-hmm. August 12th, 13th, or 14th, something right, like fine. that. And we decided to go up the Ortega and try to watch the meteor shower because it's dark and away from lights and city and whatever and it turns out they're doing work, road work that night and we can't get all the way up so we kind of have to stop like on the side of the road which would normally be pretty sketchy but the road was blocked off right. and there was a also, bunch of other people doing it too right when we were driving up me and mandy had commented what are these stupid morons doing on the side of the road yeah, they're gonna get killed they're gonna get killed what a bunch of idiots and then we got to the end of the line where the construction was and then we're like oh i get it now i guess we're <laughs> the idiots now so mandy was not thrilled with the idea but you yeah. You eased into it. I had to warm up to it. I didn't want to be on the murder highway, <laughs> just sitting on a lawn chair on the side of the highway. With with a bottle of Predator. It was yeah. awesome. Anyways, it was awesome. And we actually saw some really badass some really, shooting stars really that really night. shooting star. Like, that meteor was, I swear to God, it looked like Seahawk colors. It was a big fucking marble in the sky. It was huge. And there was a fireball that was blue and green. Yeah, it was really cool. And I would have thought I made it up, except for you saw it, too. Yeah, no, it was fucking awesome. But, yeah, so we're, Craig, Charlotte, and I are looking up at the stars, and a jet goes by, and it's, you can see the jet, but you can't hear the sound yet. And this prompted a conversation about... Charlotte saying, like, oh, wow, I thought that would have been louder or something like that. Yeah, well, and at first no, I thought it was a, a star. I was like, what, is that a star or is that a satellite? And man, and man is like, no, no, that's a jet. And I'm like, but I don't hear it. And then all of a sudden I heard it. But, like, a long time later, yeah. <laughs> like, I felt like. Yeah, and, you know, and Craig and I were both just like, well, yeah, that's the sound barrier. Like, it's going faster than the speed of sound. And that's when the light bulb went <laughs> off above Charlotte's head. And I was like. Breaking the sound barrier. Oh my god, that's a thing? (laughs) Which led to how the speed of light is faster than the speed of sound and how, hence why you count down in a lightning storm. Because the lightning, if the lightning was to hit you right at that moment, the lightning and the thunder would be pretty fucking almost imperceptibly close together. Right. But the farther it gets away... You're always going to see the lightning first, and you're going to hear the thunder later because the light travels so fast, and the the sound travels pretty slow in comparison. Mandy also explained this to me that night with the jet, only I was much more drunk, so you explaining it to me now 
makes so much more sense than it did that night. So I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I think I said the same thing that night, but I just wanted you to stop talking to me about it so we could watch the stars some more. Rude. <laughs> listen, I'm really glad that you told me again because that, that does make sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, there's a lot of things that I just take as like, oh, that's just a saying that people say for no reason, which I don't think. Like, I always just thought a lot of things were that, but now I realize that probably none of them are. Like, when people say, that makes my mouth water, right? I always just thought that was a saying, and I didn't know why, until I thought about dill pickles one day, and I was like, oh, my God, my mouth is watering. Or like, lemon slices. Oh, that's a thing. No, pickles. Um, and then, same thing with um, seeing stars. I'm like, mm. oh, that's just a saying, but... Me and my friend Sarah went to go play tennis once, and I didn't warm up at all or eat anything, and I probably had just woken up maybe five minutes before I ran out the door to go meet her to go play tennis, and I, we suck at tennis, so it's me just running after a ball the whole time, and I was just like, oh, oh, start. Oh, that's a thing. I should sit down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. So, yeah, and I knew that, you know, this breaking the sound barrier was a science thing, so I knew it wasn't just a saying, but it didn't break down what that actually meant. You know what? Some people learn differently. Like, there's that, there's a whole different way. I don't have kids, obviously, so I don't know the way that schools are working these days. There's a whole different way to learn math than how we learned it when we were kids. And I remember actually being, because I kind of went back and forth between Utah and California, year after year in school it's like you know seventh grade here eighth grade there ninth grade here you know what i mean and i remember just being i was always great at english i was always great at words art all that kind of stuff but when it came to math i sucked so hard and i just could not get it i was in like everybody else was in algebra and i was in like whatever the step before pre-algebra was because i was like so (laughs) not getting it (laughs) you know and i just didn't care too because i was like i was frustrated that i didn't get it when i was so good at everything else And then I came to California and I had a, I forget the name of the class, but it was basically using cartoon characters and billiards to teach like angles and geometry and all that kind of shit. And then all of a sudden I was like, ding, 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 ding. And it totally made sense. And it was so easy. So it's just like just presenting the information in a way that somebody can understand makes all the difference. I say that to my clients all the time when I'm cutting their hair. Cause like, I could just, I could never do what you do. And I was like, well, it's all chemistry and geometry. And they're like, oh, yeah, I mean, I was, I was like, oh, no. I, when, I was like, this might sound crazy, but when I'm cutting people's hair, I literally think of it as playing pool. Like, I'm cutting corners. I'm like, oh, that corner has to go for it to go to that bank shot. So I know I have to cut that corner off for it to look right. Mm-hmm. And, it's like, it doesn't, it's not a perfect metaphor, but I full-on think that when that's I cut hair. That's pretty cool. Right? That's pretty cool. I can't cut at all, so that's interesting. I'm going to teach you. You'll learn. <laughs> so I can cut your hair? Yes, I need a fucking haircut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, and then um, I feel like I was, I was good at math. I sucked at English. I cannot read aloud. Like, I'm, you all know that I'm not that great. I mean, did you hear me read that GoFundMe? It was pathetic. Um, like, <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going to edit that. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but anyways, I, I just, I can't read out loud. It took me a long time. I had a little personalized dictionary. So, like, when I was reading Anne Rice, she fucking is descriptive as a motherfucker. So, I'd go, like, fledgling. I'd have to go put that in, like, what the fuck does that mean? Oh, it's like a bird? Oh, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> or whatever. But, like, it helped me do my vocabulary. So when people are like, 
Like, I'm surprised I'm as intelligent as I am, being that I just, me and school were not friends. Like, when I was in public school, I took basic math. Not because I'm stupid and I couldn't understand algebra. I didn't want to understand algebra because I'm like, I don't see how that is relevant to my life. And I just want to get this shit over as quickly as possible. And so, and then when I decided to go to homeschool and get, just graduate as quickly as possible, like I cheated half the fucking time, but like, I'm like, God, how am I not a moron? Like, but (laughs) I have over the years had to teach myself how to do shit. that I thought was important spelling you know (laughs) yeah how would what would we have thought if we knew that we would have a computer in our pocket every single day dude I'd be real dumb (laughs) but even then like anybody who follows me on social media will if you see anything I post right away like oh Jesus Christ that is riddled with like not spelling errors because I do a lot of talk to text it just doesn't make any fucking sense yeah I mean you can kind of decipher what I'm trying to say and then I'll go in and I'll clean it up after about four hours when I somebody liked it and I went back and reread what I wrote I'm like oh Jesus Christ (laughs) go back and fix it and email's terrible because it's already sent you're like well that's a pity I feel like we got a little off topic of our oh, lightning, <laughs> lightning and thunder story. <laughs> we were trying to lead in. We, were, we had this great lead in segue. Right. Well, you know what? Fuck, fuck it. 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 We're our own bosses. We do what we want. You want to hear stories of our lives? That's my fucking life. Yeah. Um, I was going to tell you uh, the day before. I think it was the actual day. It might have been a couple days before I moved here. So it was a couple days before Thanksgiving last year. Two year years. before. Year before. We had the craziest lightning and thunderstorm I have ever experienced in the tropics. And I've seen some crazy shit out there, you know, like, we were there for that. Was that the one you did the Facebook Lives on? Yep. It was bananas. But it was like, I remember it so clearly, too, because all of my furniture had been moved. So the movers came, packed everything up. I was sleeping on an air mattress that my boss, Anna Lee, let me borrow. And I was, so I was, like, right up near the living room window Actually, this place was super cool. I lived there with CK. It was uh, Ryan's old place. Ryan and CK were roommates, and then Ryan moved out. So I moved in, and it was like, it's kind of up St. Louis Heights. So you have a little bit of a view. You can see the ocean. You can see town. And you could see this lightning storm roll in. So I just basically took my air mattress and popped it up where the living room couch would have normally been and just like this is my room now (laughs) just took over the whole empty apartment because ck had already moved out but uh it was so fucking crazy so it's like this empty 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 ass apartment me and dexter and an air mattress and like a backpack of clothes and this lightning storm rolls in and it was like constant lights for eight hours at least and to the point where, and there wasn't any rain, the clouds were really low, and there wasn't a lot of thunder, but it was like tons of forks and strikes, and right. it was right there, and I, I was taking all this video out the window, and doing all these Marco Polos with you guys, and doing all this Facebook shit, and I was like, I'm going to go outside and get some really good pictures, and I go out, just out on my porch, and you can feel the charge in the oh. air. And I'm like, I'm going to get fucking struck by lightning. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I went and I moved my bed away from the window a little bit. Because I was like, fuck that shit. I moved Dexter's bed. You know, I was like, no, we're going to die. But, like, lightning is no fucking joke. Right. So no. that you're, that whole story that you, with the, the house and the palm tree last That's night getting hit. That's terrifying. Right? Yeah. That's crazy. 
And again, all those houses were the same height. Like, there's no reason that house, rather than any other house, got fucking hit. Right. Freaking nature, man. Yeah, totally. And I was going to tell not a real story, but a story just of being half asleep. No, just being (laughs) half asleep and being like, what the fuck? And, like, I remember me and Tiffany were sharing a bedroom in Mission Viejo. And I woke up to Tiffany just kicking the shit out of the slider. Like, we, you know those... um, closet doors that slide mm. and they're mirrors, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the one in the in the bedroom that we all shared Oh, I remember. Right? <laughs> well, anyways, she was just like, just kicking it. And I'm like, Tiffany, stop, like, wake up. And she didn't say anything. She just keeps kicking the fucking window <laughs> or the mirror. mirror. She keeps kicking the mirror. And I'm like, Tiffany, wake up. And she's like, Charlotte, you moron, it's a earthquake. <laughs> like, I'm awake. Stop yelling at me. <laughs> You're the one sleeping. And I'm just like, I'm tired. But then I was like, oh. And then I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. Like, because it was one of those rolling earthquakes. Mm -hmm. So it was almost like you were on a wave. And it Mm -hmm. was kind of fun. You know what? I wonder wonder if this is the same earthquake. Because I know exactly those mirror doors. Because I had a, a dream, earthquake dream too. And it was a rolling earthquake. And we were living in the ha- same house at the same time. Because it was Mission Viejo. Right. Was that, would you, did you have the room splendor. that was Jeff's? I had the office? room that was right in the front, the closest to the front window to the street, the very end room. So same bedroom I'm talking about then. Because if you walked in through the front door, there was Jeff's office right here. Yeah. And then you go down the hallway and then it's the, you know, their bedroom. The then it was Richard's bathroom. bedroom. Or Kate, Richard and Kate. Yeah, bathroom. And then Richard and Casey's bath, bedroom. And then, the end and then the big one, which we would have to share sometimes all together. Oh. Okay. So the same bedroom. Okay. So same bedroom. So maybe it was a different night, which is so weird because I had like almost the exact same Well, there was a lot of earthquakes situation. in the house, man. <laughs> I swear to God, it was a poltergeist house. So I'm just throwing it out. Yeah. There. Okay. So my story is actually so similar to yours. And it was, I was sleeping in my bed and I was having this dream that we were looking at houses to rent, which seems like it would be weird for somebody in the seventh seventh grade. (laughs) But when I think back on it, I was like, no, we, you know, this was like, we'd been in Vegas before that. We lived with the polygamists before that, you know, so we've been moving around a lot by that time. So we're looking for a new place to live in my dream. And we're out in the middle of the ocean and (laughs) all the houses are floating on styrofoam, big pieces of styrofoam boards. And I'm like, you know, nothing seems weird about that to me. Right. <laughs> so I'm, we're totally going through the houses and I'm trying to go pick out my bedroom. And I go to this room, which was just happened to look exactly like the room I was already sleeping in. And it had those big sliding, you know, mirrors as doors for the closet. And so I was really interested in this door of the closet. And I was like kind of rattling it to just test it out, you know, test right. out that door. <laughs> and then like my arm wouldn't stop shaking it. And I was like, looking like looking at my arm shaking the door and it just kept getting louder and louder and I was like oh something's wrong with my arm it won't stop shaking the closet door <laughs> and then I was terrifying. like something's fucking weird and the house is rolling because it's on styrofoam and then I wake up and I realize it's an earthquake were you on a waterbed? I was on a waterbed yeah. <laughs> sleeping ne- which was positioned right next to my sliding <laughs> my sliding closet doors which were made of mirrors and I was like oh that's weird <laughs> Um, there was one time I was, I came home from school and there was a, it was, it was the big Northridge. What year was that? 86. Oh shit, that can't be right. Then I'd only be three. Uh, it was a big earthquake. All I know is that it fucked some shit up and. Sorry, 94. 
So yeah, that makes it. So it was it was that it was that earthquake. So it was enough that because we've been in a lot of earthquakes and not so much that anything even gets broken. Like I'd be a little bit concerned about our liquor bottles because they're just so many of them. Um, <laughs> so and, so many. So, and uh, and I think that the um, the momentum of them shifting would then create more momentum and then they just fucking fall off. But in this case, not like more whiskey. <laughs> You're wasting it. I, de- uh, I demand that you throw your body to break the fall, like, fall of the bottle. I would too, um, but yeah, I, I I wasn't at home for it, or maybe I was, and then I walked. But either way, I remember walking by and going, "That TV could have killed somebody." But like that was that in Mission Viejo, we didn't get nearly as bad as San Francisco. But have I told you the story of? Uh, not you. I'm sure I've told you, but have I told the story on the podcast of Richard and my playing horse in no. seventh grade? And if you have, nobody listens to every single episode yeah. that we I do. I think I might have told this one already, but it's relevant, so I'll tell it again. <laughs> uh, I can't remember the year because I don't have my spreadsheet in front of me, but I was in, I was going to Los Alisos, so I was in the okay. seventh grade. So whatever year that was. 87-ish. 89, yeah, something yeah. like that. And we had an earthquake, and it was a pretty big one. Uh, it was like a, it was over a seven. I think it was a seven point four. Okay. And I was at school, <laughs> and but so there's two stories. So this earthquake happens, and the one story I remember hearing from mom was that she was like, you know, all the cupboards are flying open, everything's shaking. She's like, oh my god, where's the baby? Like talking about Richard. Right. And you know, starts frantically looking over, and the earthquake lasted for you know nine, ten seconds ish, which is a long time for an earthquake. So she's running around while the shaking's happening, looking for the baby. And Richard has got his back up against the sliding glass door to go outside because it's shaking. And he's got his arms out in front of him like it's a race car. And he's, like, move, doing the motions like he's driving a car because the back is rattling him. And he's like, Brrr! which is so apropos if you know our brother. <laughs> it really, really is. So that was happening. And while that was happening, I was at school participating in the earthquake. And... But I was so notoriously bad at sports that I had to do what they called zero period PE, physical (laughs) education, which was you had to go to school an hour early just so you could be in like stupid kid PE (laughs) and not have to. I thought that was so you could get out of school early. Integrate. Maybe it was, but I have a different memory. I feel like I was punished. into that because we all know how I feel about getting up in the morning. That's bullshit. So I had to get up an extra hour early and go to bad kid PE. Because I'm not physically fit. Whatever. Some bullshit. Anyways, and so the kind, kid PE. the kind of sports activities we did in Stupid Kid PE was we played games like horse, which was you basically just stand in a line. You're not running. You're not doing anything active. You're just standing there in line. And then you get up to the front of the line. It's your turn to shoot the basketball into the basket. And then you shoot it. And if you make it. Something happens. Somebody gets a letter. I can't remember. It's sports. I don't get it. But you have to spell out horse. It's not that hard. <laughs> well, generally, I just miss, and then I go back to the back well, of the line. So and does most people. <laughs> think about what I'm doing with the rest of my day. Anyway, so that's my that's my fitness activity for the day. <laughs> so I get up to the front of the line. I have told this story. I'm sorry. I'm telling it again. I get up to the front of the line, and I've got the basketball in my hand. So I've got, like, one hand on it, and I've got my fingertips on it like you're going to shoot the ball, right? 
and just as the ball's leaving my hand is when the earthquake happens, and it's sh- it's shaking enough to like knock me to the ground. Right. Nothing but net <laughs> in that motherfucker. That was the only time I made a basket. Not only did I make a basket, I didn't even touch the rim. It was like a professional basketball player was playing. Nice. Michael and, Jordan over here. And I never lived that down. I got made fun of <laughs> because the word spread through the school immediately. Oh. And I got made fun of so hard for that. Or it should have been your fucking amazing. No, it was like the only way I could make a basket was during an earthquake. (laughs) Sometimes people tease because they love you. Do you ever think about that? These people didn't love me. No, they didn't like me. Well, they're clearly a bunch of fucking losers. I didn't didn't peak until well after high school. (laughs) When did I peak? I think I'm peaking right now. I kind of feel like I'm peaking right now, right? Like, I feel like I was super, like, wicked awkward in high school like I didn't really know my shit very well I looked like you're going through puberty so you look like I look at pictures of me like oh sweetness we're gonna fix you later um (laughs) and then my 20s was just a drunken blur Mm -hmm. of just bad decisions and then really even into my 30s has been a little questionable but I want to say like once I hit about 34 shit started making sense Mm mm-hmm you know, I might not be in my peak physical form. Like, 22, 21, I was banging hot. Like, <laughs> straight up. But <laughs> I'd bang me. <laughs> that could be the name of our episode. I'd bang me. Let me write that down um, in the notes. <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely, I like me as a person better right now. Like, I'm not emotionally unstable. I'm not, you know, looking for attention other than this top podcast. Um <laughs> the whole thing right wisdom or beauty right and that's something that you hear throughout your life and you don't understand until you have wisdom and that's well, listen, the i'm also very attractive like i don't know <laughs> dear listener i don't know if you've seen me but i'm very good looking i'm just a little fatter than i used to be <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that no look more i'm gonna say it cushion to the cushion. <laughs> you're fucking welcome you're fucking welcome but I also don't need to be skinny. I got a boyfriend. Like, <laughs> I don't have a boyfriend, and I don't need to be skinny either. You want touche. Hey, Internet, if you want to be my boyfriend, send us an email at uh, fhebadmormons@gmail.com. <laughs> if you're enjoying our show. Leave us a five-star review, or four. It's okay. You don't. It doesn't always have to be perfect. On Specifically on Apple Podcasts. You can't rate us anywhere else. <laughs> We so. really need you to do it. Okay? It really helps people find us. And, you know, check out our social medias. We got it. We got Twitter. We have Pinterest. We have uh, Instagram. I actually made us to LinkedIn last <laughs> week <laughs> when I was drunk. I'm I t- sorry. That, uh, that spewed out of me. I changed my own LinkedIn. And it's like, do you want to be a manager at Sephora all the time for <laughs> for the bad Mormons? Yes, I do. Uh, so, yes, we do have a LinkedIn. We've got a Twitter. We've got an Instagram. we got the Facebook. we got it all. And if you're interested in YouTube, it could really go a long way for us if you'd hit that like and subscribe on a couple of our episodes. If you really like it, if you share, then all of a sudden your friends are listening to us, too. And then we have more than one listener. And if you really love us and you really want to be a part of our inner circle and what we've decided we're calling our cults, you can yes. head over to Patreon for as little as $3. Mm-hmm. 
you can join the cult. It really it helps us know that you're listening and that we'll keep doing this because somebody's listening to it. And we'll give you some cool shit. At 100%. <laughs> we like to mail out shit in the mail, so. We really like giving presents. <laughs> And lastly, if you haven't seen our merch store yet, that shit's banging. I mean, I'm making some funny shit. Man, it's really fucking funny. If you have any ideas for what you'd like to see on a shirt, send it my way and I'll make it cooler than what you thought it could be. Hopefully, if I'm doing my job right. <laughs> and uh, I think that's it. Thanks right. for listening to our show. I think like, we could probably just end it. Just end it. Just end it. <laughs> This is this podcast is finished. <laughs> I'm done with you.